Hello there and welcome to Grim Reading, where each episode we read and review a Brothers Grimm tale. My name's Matthew Hughes, and with me on this journey is my friend and co-host, Mr. Adam Field. This week on Grim Reading. There was once a poor peasant who sat in the evening by the hearth and poked the fire, and his wife sat spinning. Not in circles. She's spinning some she's, sort of She's a DJ. <laughs> spinning some fat tunes. <laughs> not, not spin like literally spinning, like getting dizzy. No, like weaving. Yes, yeah, yes. weaving some sort of quilt. <laughs> then said he, how sad it is that we have no children. With us all is so quiet, and in other houses it is noisy and lively. Yes, replied the wife, and sighed. Even if we had only one, and it were quite small, only as big as a thumb, I should be quite satisfied, and we would still love it, it, with all our hearts. Now, the woman got ill, and after seven months gave birth to a child that was perfect in all its limbs, but no longer than a thumb. I I think he he means she fell pregnant. She got ill seven months later, she gave birth. Right. That's how... Babies are made. But she got pregnant. Isn't the fact that... Mummy gets like, ill. <laughs> Mummy's let ill. <laughs> but it's two months... Uh, it's two months uh, premature by the sense yeah. of it. That's why it's uh, yeah. no longer than a thumb. Is that right? That's... that's Yeah, seven months. So. Is that the gestation period of a human? I don't think it is. <laughs> the thumb human. <laughs> well, yeah. Then said they, It is as we wished it to be, and it shall be our dear child. And because of its size, they called it Thumbling. They gave him plenty of food, but he never grew any taller. Nevertheless, it, again, it, it keeps being referred wow. to as it. Nevertheless, it looked sensibly out of its eyes and soon showed itself to be wise and nimble. For everything he did, it did, turned out well. So one day, the peasant is uh, getting ready to go out into the forest to cut down some wood. Okay. And he said, as if to himself, how I wish that there was anyone who would bring the cart to me. Oh, father, cried Thumbling. I will soon bring the cart. Rely on that. It shall be in the forest at the appointed time. The daddy smiled. The daddy? The, the man, the woodcutter, yep. the woodcutter thumbling daddy. Yep. And said, how can that be done? You are far too small to lead my horse by the reins. Ouch. That is of no consequence, father. If my mother will only harness it, I shall sit in the horse's ear and call out to him how he is to go. Well, answered the man, for once we will try it. So... The dad's gone off to cut the wood. Yeah. Right, Um, okay. She harnesses the horse. Mummy harnesses the horse, and she pops Thumbling in the ear of the horse. Yeah. And the little creature cried, Gee up, gee up. The horse went off into the forest uh, perfectly, as if it was going after its master. Now, it just so happened, two strange men came towards him. Dear. My word, said one of them. What is this? There is a cart coming, and a driver is calling to the horse, and still he is not to be seen. That can't be right, said the other. We will follow the cart and see where it stops. But the cart carried on going and went straight into the forest to the woodcutter. Yeah. Now when Thumbling saw his father from the ear, he cried out, See, father, here I am with the cart. Now take me down. (laughs) (laughs) All right, chill out. Chill out, Tom. (laughs) So uh, the father took his little son out of the ear and Thumbling sat down quite merrily on a straw. So... 
the two men had followed the horse and then they saw Tom Thumb and they did not know what to say for astonishment. Then one took the other, took the other one aside and said, Listen, that little fellow would make our fortune if we exhibited him in a large town for money. Well, large <laughs> town, not even a city. Large town. <laughs> Just a medium-sized town. He's ambitious. <laughs> we will buy him. So they went to the peasant and they said, Sell us the little man. He should be well treated. No, replied the father. He's the apple of my eye and all the money in the world cannot buy him from me. Uh, but Tom Good was listening dad. to all that. Not Tom. Thumb, <laughs> Thumbling. Thumb, it's going to be difficult. Thumbling was, Thumbling was listening to all this, and he climbed up uh, his dad's shoulder and whispered, Father, do give me away. I will soon come back again. So the father said, all right, and sold him. <laughs> okay. Sold Didn't his son convincing. for a handsome bit of money. Nice. The two men took him, and they said, where will you sit? Tom said, oh, just set me on the rim of your hat. Then I can walk backwards and forwards and look at the country and still not fall down. Tom is on the hat of one of these strange men. Just walking around. Buckle up. This is where, this is where the adventure begins. <laughs> okay. So uh, they walked on until it was dusk. And then the little man said, take me down. I want to come down. Uh, he's a bit whiny, Tom. I know. He's getting on my nerves right. a little bit. So the, the, the man took off his hat. Tom jumped down. Thumbling. Thumbling jumped down. And then he suddenly slipped off into a mouse hole, which he'd spied. Nice. Good evening, gentlemen. Just go home without me, he cried to them and mocked them. Oh. They ran and stuck their sticks into the mouse hole. But it was all a lost labor because Thumbling just crept further and further into the mouse hole. Nice. Smart. The men stayed there a while and it got dark. And eventually they were forced to go home with their vexation and their empty purses. So Thumbling's outwitted them by jumping nice. in a mouse jumping hole, and they, they've left now. <laughs> when Thumbling saw that they had gone, he crept back out of his subterranean passage. It's so dangerous to walk on the ground in the dark. How easily a neck or a leg is broken. But uh, he knocked up against an empty snail shell. Thank God, said he. In that, I can pass the night in safety. And he hopped in the snail shell. Nice. And just as he was falling asleep, Uh-oh. he heard two men go by. Uh-oh. And one of them was saying, how shall we contrive to get hold of the rich pastor's silver and gold? Tom said, I could tell you that. Hey, What was that? He- said one of the thieves in fright. I heard someone speaking. So they stood still, listening, and Thumbling spoke again. Take me with you and I'll help you. But where are you? Just look on the ground and observe from where my voice comes. <laughs> it's not going to make it easy for him. <laughs> there the thieves at length found him and lifted him up. You little imp, how will you help us? A great deal. I will creep into the pastor's room through the iron bars and will hand out to you whatever you want to have. Come then, and we will see what you can do. Let's have a little recap. Okay. What's happened to Tom so far? Not Tom. What's happened to Thumbling, Thumbling. so far? Taking the horse to his dad. Ego, dad, who's the horse? Men followed him. We want to buy him. He goes, yes, please. His dad agrees. Mm-hmm. They take him off. Just about to take him wherever there is they were taking him. He runs off into a mouse hole. They can't get him. Then he comes out, sits in a snail shell until, until two other men walk past. And then it just hears their conversation, just joins in. I'll help you with that. And they want to get some money from a pastor. Yeah. And that's where it, I'm very confused. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't understand Thumbling. What's his game here? What's his game? Well, 
I don't know. <laughs> he's just having an adventure. Okay, fair he's enough. just he's just messing around he's with just everyone, isn't life. he? Yeah. He just <laughs> loves life. <laughs> he's an adrenaline junkie. Hashtag love life. Yeah, exactly. Live Yolo. Your life like <laughs> Live every day as if it were your last. <laughs> Hashtag Yolo family. So off they go to the pastor's, the rich pastor's house. So the rich pastor lives in a big house, and he's got iron, he's got bars, iron bars on his like windows. So crumbling. Crumbling. <laughs> crumbling. That's a different character. So Thumbling crept into the room through the bars. <laughs> right, but check this out. You want to know his game? He instantly cried out with all his might. <gasps> do you want to have everything that's in here? The thieves were alarmed and said, but do speak softly so as not to awaken anyone. Thumbling carried on. What do you want? Do you want to have everything that's here? Uh, is, is he stupid or is it... <laughs> Well, no, no, you don't. Well, you haven't caught okay. onto his game plan. No, yet. I, no, I haven't really. I'm so the thieves, the thieves ran off uh, some distance. They got a bit scared, and then they said to each other, they calmed down and they said to each other, "The little rascal wants to mock us." So they they snuck back and they whispered to him, "Come, be serious and reach something out to us." And then Thumbling again cried as loudly as he could, "I really will give you everything. Just put your hands in." Now the maid, who was listening, heard all this quite clearly. She jumped out of bed and rushed to the door. The thieves took flight and ran off as if the wild huntsmen were behind them. But the maid couldn't see anything when she got into the room. Right. And uh, she went around with a candle, looking around, couldn't find anything, and went back to bed thinking, <laughs> I must have been dreaming with open eyes and ears. Uh, Thumbling, meanwhile, had crept off to the barn. To the barn? Okay. Where he thought he'd have a nice kip. Fair enough. He's probably quite tired at this point. So he lies down in some hay, thinking... Tomorrow, go home to mum and dad. It's just a bit of fun. Just a bit of fun, yeah. But he had other things to go through. Truly, there is much affliction and misery in this world. Truly. Just by the way, <laughs> life is terrible. So, on with the story. <laughs> when day dawned, the maid arose from her bed to feed the cows. Her first walk was into the barn, where she laid hold of an armful of hay. And precisely that very one in which poor Thumbling was lying asleep. Uh-oh. He, however, was sleeping so soundly that he was aware of nothing and did not awake until he was in the mouth of the cow. Ah, oh, heavens! cried he. How have I got into the mill? But he soon discovered where he was. He thinks he's in a mill. But well, but he soon discovered because he saw the teeth and he was uh -oh. trying to avoid the teeth. Then it was necessary to be careful not to let himself go between the teeth and be dismembered. But he was nevertheless forced to slip down into the stomach with the hay. Oh no. In this little room, the windows are forgotten, and no sun shines in, neither will a candle be brought. His it's quite chippy for someone who's in a cow's stomach. That's th a thumbling man. <laughs> He's a chippy over. guy. His quarters were especially unpleasing to him, and the worst was, more and more hay was always coming in by the door, That'll and happen. the space grew less and less. Uh -oh. uh, and at some point, he's getting crushed by all the hay coming into the cow's stomach, oh, no. and he shouts, Bring me no more fodder! Bring me no more fodder! The maid, who happened to be milking the cow at this point, <laughs> heard this, and cow. slipped off her stool and spilled all the milk, and ran in great haste to her master. Oh, Evans, pastor! The cow has been speaking! You are mad. <laughs> Classic. Replied the pastor. You mad, mate. You are mad. Go back to your milking. But he went with her to the barn. And as soon as he set foot in the barn, he heard, Bring me no more fodder. Bring me no more fodder. He's still going. <laughs> Just keeps going. The cow's still eating. So. <laughs> and the pastor, uh, now himself very much alarmed, thought that an evil spirit had gone into the cow. Oh, wow. And he ordered the cow to be killed. So the cow was killed. 
Wow, that's harsh. So they kill the cow. Harsh, and then poor cow. They cut out the stomach and throw it on a pile of rubbish. So meanwhile, so to- Thumbling's so a thumb- pile of rubbish. Thumbling's in the stomach and he, he works his way <laughs> out of the stomach and his head pops out of the stomach. <laughs> so Thumbling is on a pile of rubbish with his head popping out of a cow's, cow's stomach. stomach. Yeah. Meanwhile, a new misfortune occurred. A hungry wolf ran over and swallowed the whole stomach in one gulp. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, quick, there's a stomach there. Quick, down in one. How the hell is he going to escape that? I, don't I, I mean, he's now in a stomach, in a stomach, presumably. But our thumbling did not lose courage. Perhaps, he thought, the wolf will listen to what I have got to say. Dear wolf, I know of a magnificent feast for you. Where is it? Said the wolf. <laughs> he doesn't question a voice coming from his stomach then. In such and such a house, you must creep in through the kitchen sink. Well, How do you get in through a kitchen sink? Well, he manages it. Okay. So the wolf's in the house. And of course, Tom, not Tom, and of course... Thumbling. Thumbling had taken him to his parents' house. Yep. So the wolf spent the night eating everything in the larder, getting very full. <laughs> nice. And when he had eaten his fill and he wanted to go out again, he'd become so big that he now couldn't get out through the I sink. Know. Thumbling had reckoned on this. Nice. And now, <laughs> and now began to make a violent noise in the wolf's body. A violent noise? And raged and screamed as loudly as he could. Will you be quiet? said the wolf. You will wake up the people. <laughs> Nonsense, replied the little fellow. You have eaten your fill and I will make merry likewise. <laughs> and he began to just scream and scream. And at last the father and the mother were aroused by it. And I'm not going to comment on that. And ran to the room and looked in through the opening door. And they saw that the wolf was in their kitchen. They ran away. The husband went to fetch his axe and he gave his wife a scythe. <laughs> That's hard to say. Stay behind, said the man when they entered the room. When I have given him a blow, if he is not killed by it, you must cut him down and hew his body to pieces. Thumbling heard this and he said, Dear father, I am here. I am in the wolf's body. Said the father full of joy, Thank God our child has found us again. And he bade the woman to take away the scythe. He said, Put that away. He raised the axe above his head and struck the wolf such a blow on the head that he fell down dead. And then they got knives and scissors and cut his body open and drew the little fellow out. Oh, ah, lovely. said the father, what sorrow we have gone through for your sake. Yes, father, I have gone about the world a great deal. Thank heaven I will breathe fresh air again. Where have you been then? Ah, father, I have been in a mouse's hole, in a cow's stomach, and then in a wolf's. Now I will stay with you. And we will not sell you again, no. Not for all the riches in the world, said his parents, and they embraced and kissed their dear Thumbling. They gave him food and drink and had some new clothes made for him, for his own had been badly spoiled on his journey. (laughs) Beautiful. Do you remember what, what? Tell me what you remember of Thumbling's adventures. What? So he's born yeah. two months premature. 
after his mother had fallen ill. He'd fallen ill. AKA oh, no. pregnant. Gave birth to a thumb. <laughs> not a thumb. He's not a thumb. <laughs> he's a thumb length. He's, he's taken the horse off to see his dad. He's off in work in the forest. He's followed there by two strange men. They decide to buy him to, to put him in a... To, do, to like, take him to around display town him like display a freak him. show. Exactly. Uh, mm. His father's like, are you all right with this? He's like, yeah. He's, yeah, I'm fine with that. So, okay, then I'll sell you. Sells him. Yeah. He goes off with these two men. Then he escapes before mm-hmm. he gets... He's on the rim of their hat and then he jumps right, down he's on into the rim a, of the hat. a yeah. mouse hole. Jumps into a mouse hole. They can't reach him with the sticks. He's gone too far. Presumably the mice don't get upset that he's there. I thought that's where that was going. But no, there was no mice in no, the house no, I thought it's at the time. <laughs> Fair enough. He's, he's been lucky there. Then he crawls out the the hole, jumps in a snail shell. It's handy. <laughs> to have a kip. He could have just stayed there for the night and gone home, but no. Gets involved with his two people out to rob a rich pastor. Get, falls in with the wrong crowd. Get, get, falls into the wrong crowd. <laughs> falls into a life of crime, briefly. <laughs> Goes in through the window, starts yelling about. Trying to wake the pastor, wakes the maid instead. <laughs> I was worried that the, the maid walking around in the dark with a candle was going to tread on him. Thankfully, she didn't squish the poor little fella. He runs off to a barn, gets eaten by a cow in the, in the straw, uh, gets like nearly drowned in hay or <laughs> straw or whatever it was. The cow's eating whilst being milked, which I'm disturbed by. Uh, the maid is like, what the, what is going on there? Runs off for the master, the pastor, the master pastor. <laughs> He comes back. They kill the cow. Quickly gets eaten by a wolf, which just comes from nowhere. He takes the wolf back ho- home and goes, "Mum, Dad, I'm in the wolf." <laughs> they cut open the wolf and uh, with scissors and knives. Oh yeah. Why both? It's a delicate operation. <laughs> and uh, he's perfectly happy. He gets some new clothes. <laughs> All that for a new pair of jeans. <laughs> I mean, you could have just asked. <laughs> wow. Perceptible moral, perceivable moral in there. I don't. I think it's just an adventure. I think it is an adventure story, yeah. isn't it? It's a thriller. It's a grim thriller. <laughs> uh, no, what's the moral? Don't fall in with the wrong crowd. Mm. I don't think there is one. Choose a quiet life with your mum and dad. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> well, the only thing I've come across, as you say, he was born two months premature, and it could be that mm. he was almost like a, a dwarf. Yeah. Or, you know, perhaps people had heard of small people, little dwarves. They hadn't come across them, maybe. So there's rumours so that they're as big as a thumb. Right. And it gets, um, it's gone from there. Yeah. To, to like slowly become a... That's the only thing I've, I've come across. But otherwise... But interestingly, well, first of all, there are two stories uh, in the Brothers Grimm uh-huh. with the uh, little men. One is Thumbling, which we just read. And another one is Thumbling as Journeyman, which you might Say have seen. Say again. Thumbling as Journeyman. As Journeyman. A.K.A. Thumbling's Travels. Thumbling as Journeyman. Thumbling as Journeyman. Um, now, interestingly, do you remember when you picked this story, you picked Tom Thumb? I did. And we read Thumbling, not Tom Thumb. Is that not the same story, then? No. What? What? Don't do this to me, Matt. <laughs> they are often translated, uh, both those stories, as Tom Thumb in English. And that's because... We already had a little man legend in Britain. No way. Yeah, Tom boy. Thumb. Yes. So, so Tom Thumb is an English legend. Tom Thumb is an English uh, legend, a character from English folklore. In fact, he is the first ever 
written, recorded English folk legend, Tom wow, Thumb. Wow, Tom Thumb. That's In 1621, amazing. Richard Johnson wrote The History of Tom Thumb. So a long time before. Uh, like the History of... The History of Tom Thumb. It's the name of the story of Tom Thumb. Oh, right. Tom I Thumb. thought he was already doing history of the folk... Like, I no. Thought, wow, how old is this? Okay, <laughs> right, right, right. No, it's a story. Yeah. But there are lots of uh, characters in European folklore about little... Little people. They're just obsessed. And they often get translated into Tom Thumb in English. So in, in French, you have le petit poussé, but that's translated not as Tom Thumb, but as the hop, hop, oh my thumb. That is not. That's not what it says in French. Le petit is poussé. not is that the small poussé. <laughs> yes, well done. <laughs> yes. Top marks there, aren't it? <laughs> it's translated as hop, oh my thumb. Now, I've been in touch with a very accommodating professor at Oxford who has been very patient with some of my questions I've been emailing him. It's amazing. He says uh, that, because basically the first ever Brothers Grimm, Mm -hmm. there isn't thumbling. There's another story about thumbling, but it's not the one I just told you. Uh, In which version? The 1810. So this is... This is is the manuscripts before the first... Adam, my lecture has clearly... I already remember from last episode. (laughs) Amazing work. (laughs) Now, he, he told me that in the German edition, in the 1810 notes, because he went and checked for me, yeah. he said that the brothers explicitly acknowledge Charles Perrault, who's the author of a lot of French folk tales. Right. So they acknowledge Le Petit Pousset's influence on thumbling. Yeah, and, and the thumbling, as I've just read to you, that first appears in the second 1819 edition of the Brothers Grimm. I want to know how much you enjoyed that then, Adam. Okay, so we're talking out of 10 here. It's... Mm. Interesting. It's a, it's tough a one, it's longer it? one than we've had before. It's probably the. It's longer than the other Hands. ones. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah similar. Maybe a bit longer. It, it's an adventure like Hands. Yes. But Hands had a quite a structure to it. Yeah. That I really enjoyed. This is just wacky adventures. It is. It is wacky adventures <laughs> like a cartoon. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to be a Debbie Downer. I am. I'm going to uh, be a Debbie Downer. I'm going to really. I'm going to rain on this parade. I'm going to give it a four. What do you think? I, I, I'm straight out giving it a four. Fair enough. No, I think um, I'm with you, I think, a bit. I, I enjoyed it, but I need a bit more structure, I think, mm-hmm. to my stories. Yeah. I like not knowing how wacky it's going to get. Like, yeah. That's fun. But, it, you know, if you're going to do that, you've got to crank it up to 11. And I think this didn't quite go all the way out there wacky. No. In the future, we might get some proper wacky stories. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 4.5. I'm going to be a little more generous. Okay. But yeah, I'm I'm similar. Oh uh, yeah, similar. Feeling similar. It's not. It's probably the worst one yet. I believe, Adam, you have to pick the next story. What we're going to do is Adam's going to pick, I think, two or three or four. We're going to go with three this time, stories, uh, because he lives a bit far away. So I'll get them all ready and then come back and we'll record all those and then release them episode by episode. Exactly. So I'm picking up front and picking the next three stories that we're going to go through. What we've done is the Brothers Grimm stories usually come in two volumes. So for series one, we're going to be tackling volume one which has most right. of the big 
the big the exciting big ones. yeah the headline big acts yeah so there's usually 86 stories but i've also included all the stories that were later eradicated by the brothers grimms after the first edition yeah. which takes us to a very satisfying 100 exact oh, perfect stories so we've got a long way to go. There's <laughs> so many. We're only on uh, number three. But yeah. So Matt doesn't know what I've picked yet. So it's time to tell Matt the next three stories. He's, he's going to be reading me. The first one I've got on my list highlighted is, and it's, it's very apposite considering what we've just uh, talked about, the three little men in the wood. <laughs> oh, okay. I hadn't even spotted that one. So <laughs> I do not. What number is that? Number 13. Okay, great. The next one is The Girl Without Hands. Now, I had spotted that, and I was very much intrigued. I'm really excited about that one. I have a feeling that's going to be quite dark, so I'm really looking forward to that. And then this one, the title of this one intrigued me. (laughs) I think it's such a great title. It could be a film or something. How Six Men Got On in the World. So those are the next three. That's very matter of fact. How six men got on in the world. How so six- we've got the three little men in the wood, the girl without hands, and how six men got on in the world. I'm so excited about those. They're <laughs> going to be great. Fantastic. Be fantastic. Thank you very much. tell you a bit a little bit about the story of tom thumb very quickly yeah because i'm not it's mad now i can't remember what tom thumb is last summer i went on holiday in lovely suffolk very nice area of england and they had uh in the airbnb i was thinking they had a a book called folk tales of england or english folk tales and i started to quickly read tom thumb and then when i read this it was a completely different story (laughs) hang on so i was confused as well they're basically different stories connected with the same loose legend of small little thumb men around Europe. Right. Bizarrely. The thumb men of Europe. Tom Thumb from the 1621 History of Tom Thumb by Richard Johnson. Basically, he's the son of a member of Arthur's Round Table. I don't think it's a knight, but some, it's to do with wow. Arthur, King okay. Arthur. So he goes off on adventures as well, like Thumbling. And he's at, actually at one point he's eaten by a cow. But they don't, they don't murder the cow and cut out her stomach. Instead, they give the cow a laxative and Tom passes from her in a cow turd. Quote, <laughs> cow unquote. turd! Beautiful poetry. But, but the Arthurians were better than the Germans, just ripping open a cow's stomach. I know, at least they let the cow live. <laughs> give him a laxative. Uh, he also rides in a horse's ear. But where it differs is, at one point, it gets way more fantastical. He's vomited into the sea by a giant who's eaten him, where he <laughs> then the gets sea. eaten by a fish which is then caught and served to King Arthur. And then he's like, ta-da! Wait, he's not been eaten. He's just no, jumped he out on the plate. No, he comes out so they find him in the fish. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, he, uh, Tom Thumb becomes a favourite at court and he becomes the king's official dwarf. So that's where maybe Who there's a connection. Who was it before that? <laughs> well, he's lost his job. <laughs> or she. And at one point, he decides he wants to go home and visit his parents. And on his journey, at some point, the Queen of Fairies finds Tom asleep on a rose. And she leaves him several interesting enchanted gifts, which are the hat of knowledge, a ring of invisibility, a shape-changing girdle, and shoes that take him anywhere in a moment. 
Now, we can attest what? to the power of fairy tales here because you might recognize at least two of those gifts. Although, actually, I know you, Adam, so this might not work. As in, you might not really be able to guess. Well, what does <laughs> the hat of knowledge remind you of? I think, well, because I'm not familiar with these things, but yeah. I think it's probably a bit like Harry Potter. Oh, nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. But I've never, is it a sorting hat? The sorting hat, yeah. right? I don't know. I haven't got a direct connection there, but <laughs> I feel like it must be. Even more obvious is the other gift she le leaves him, a ring of invisibility. What does that make you think of? Lord oh. of the Rings? Yes. Well done, Well, uh, just the word ring, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally it. <laughs> That's literally it. Like English weird stuff. Yes, ring. it'll ring, probably that. A shape-changing girdle. I don't well, even know what that is. Do, do you know what? I think a girdle is shape-changing, isn't it? Isn't it like a really <laughs> tight corset? It's <laughs> a very, very good point. So the shoes that take him anywhere in a moment. Last year, I read a book called Peter Schlemihl. S-C-H-L-E-M-I-H-L. Good luck. I don't need, I forgot what you said halfway through that. <laughs> you have felt lost. Uh, it's an 1840 novella by Adelbert von Camiso. And okay. it's this tiny little book that I came across in a charity shop. And it's about a man who sells his shadow to the devil. And at some point in that story, he gets a pair of the, what are called the seven league boots, which can take you anywhere in the world in like minutes. The seven league boots are popular across all of European folklore. There's like magical shoes. Why seven league though? Do I don't you know, because a league is a measure of distance, I guess. Right. But seat. I think we'll come across the seven league boots again okay. in the Grimm's in Roland and Maybird. Oh, wow, well, the buddy cop movie. <laughs> I love it. Um, um, but also, I was just going to mm. say, I, the one thing I do to remember about Tom Thumb was him being asleep on a flower. That's the one thing I could remember. There's like an image I have yeah. of him with a little hat on. Exactly, yeah, on a little yeah. flower, yeah. Uh, so just to finish the story of Tom Thumb, he gets up to all sorts. He's, he goes riding in walnuts. He, he gets seriously ill when a woman blows her nose. <laughs> what? What is this? And he also engages in lots of jousting. I don't know how the, the logistics <laughs> of that. Uh, and the original story just ends randomly with him telling Arthur of one of his adventures. Now, I've saved the best till last, Adam. This is my favourite Tom Thumb fact. He may have been a real person. <laughs> what? No. No, though. What are you talking yes, Adam. about? He best may believe. have been a real person. There is a grave purporting to be his... If you were to visit the Holy Trinity Church, Tattersall, Lincolnshire, you would find a little block engraved T. Thumb, aged 101, died... <laughs> died well, wait, just wait. What? Died 1620, and the grave measures 40 centimetres, 16 inches in length. And I've got a picture of the grave. T. Thumb, aged 101, died 1620. You could assume the grave and actually see if it is Tom Thumb. I propose we get a Kickstarter going. Yeah, to, to assume Tom Thumb. For scientific interest. Scientific Why is he so interest. old? Why? He lived to 101. Thumb people live old. They don't. They, the little thumb the people. The little thumb people. They're of just Europe. very jolly chaps. They're, really? Yeah. Riding in walnuts and. So there you go. That's, uh, there you go. that's a little. That's a bit about Tom Thumb Stumbling. and Thumbling. Well, I look forward to the next episode. Yeah, looking forward to it. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, fire's dying down. Yep, true. And Just uh, uh, yeah. good stuff. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.